Hello. I'm Dr. Dean Schroffnagel, Senior Deputy Editor of the Annals of the American Thoracic Society. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Jennifer McAllister, Associate Professor and Program Director for the Division of Pulmonary Allergy, Critical Care, and Sleep at The Ohio State University. Dr. McAllister was the guest editor of the April issues of the Annals of the American Thoracic Society, which was devoted to pulmonary critical care and sleep education. She was the author of two articles in this issue. Dr. McAllister, could you comment about this issue of the Annals? It would be my pleasure. So thank you for having me today. This issue of the Annals is the first issue published to be dedicated exclusively to medical education. It includes a breadth of content ranging from original research in medical education to commentaries that we hope will be of interest to a wide range of readers from faculty in medical education to trainees. Great. In your editorial, you say that the face of academic medicine in North America is changing. Could you elaborate on this? How and why? So historically, successful academic careers in medicine primarily focused on pathways that demonstrated achievements for faculty who excelled primarily as physician investigators. Over time, promotion and tenure pathways have evolved to include clearly outlined milestones for clinicians and finally now medical educators. The opportunity to develop a career in academic medicine as an educator is a movement that has been happening slowly, sort of behind the scenes, albeit more openly at some academic institutions. And now we are finally seeing this pathway being recognized as not only an option, but actually as a meaningful and valuable contribution to the academic mission at many academic institutions. Institutions across the United States and in other institutions across the world are now beginning to recognize that new faculty simply can't accomplish all of the goals of an academic medical center single-handedly, and that the opportunity to develop experts in each areas of the academic mission, including investigation, education, and patient care, provide a much better opportunity to utilize resources effectively and to develop experts within these content areas. So. You are chair of the American Thoracic Society Training Committee. Could you tell me a little about this committee and how it helps to fulfill this mission? Are there other committees, too, dealing with education and career development? Yes, um, and I'd be happy to tell you about both. So the ATS Training Committee provides guidance to the American Thoracic Society and its members related to clinical and research training in pulmonary critical care and sleep medicine. We have a wonderful group of members comprised of both pediatric and adult pulmonary critical care and sleep medicine program directors, including representatives from all of the subspecialty areas in, in, within our discipline. We also have some PhD members and faculty who are building their career as physician scientists, and together our goal is really to advance training within our discipline. Now, in addition to the training committee, the education and members and training and transition committee are other committees within the ATS that provide a similar focus on education and career development, although with a slightly different emphasis. And then finally, we have a newly created section on medical education that's housed within the Assembly on Behavior Science and Health Services Research. This section is open to all ATS members that are interested in education, and we are especially interested in recruiting members from other health disciplines outside of medicine. How does the ATS promote the practice and science of education? So the ATS has done a wonderful job promoting the science of discovery. This is 
fortunately no different for medical education. There are increasing opportunities for educators to collaborate within the organization, promoting educational discovery and scholarship. In addition, the ATS has done an excellent job providing opportunities for educators to disseminate their work with educational symposia and poster sessions at the International Conference. And there are opportunities for publication within the annals. There are recurring educational themes that happen within the annals culminating most recently in this thematic issue that I was privileged to serve as the guest editor for. So in addition to promoting the practice and science of education, how would membership in some of these committees or involvement help an educator personally or professionally? So involvement within the ATS has many benefits for, for educators. Involvement allows educators to establish these essential collaborative relationships that are important for fostering educational scholarship and career development. And for many, it provides an opportunity to develop that national reputation that is becoming more important as promotion and tenure pathways are becoming more defined for medical educators. And you said that a number of the uh, medical or academic institutions are changing their attitudes or changing how they promote the clinician educator. Do you have any further comments on uh, how academic institutions might, what they might do to foster these careers? So I think one of the most important things that academic institutions can do to help foster these careers is clearly articulating the criteria for career advancement and whether that's redefining the promotion documents or just defining faculty development pathways that ensure faculty who are interested in a career as a clinician educator have clear milestones so that they can work towards these goals. In addition, institutions can encourage collaboration and nurture mentoring relationships in a manner similar to what they've done for decades as they offer support for physician scientists. There's a, a lot of good things to be done here. Finally, I would like to ask you if you have any advice for faculty or fellows who desire a career in medical education. Well, first, I would love to congratulate them on what I hope will be an incredibly rewarding career choice, and then I would advise them to really be deliberate in their career planning, just as I would expect them to be if they were choosing alternate career pathways in medicine. A successful career in medical education no longer happens by chance. Those interested in this career need to be active, and they need to seek opportunities to become engaged within their professional societies, within their own academic institution, in manners similar to those that I've discussed today and they need to find a way to make what they're doing meaningful in terms of educational scholarship whenever possible. Wow. Well, thank you. That will do it for the podcast for the Annals of the American Thoracic Society for April 2015. I've been talking with Dr. Jennifer McAllister from The Ohio State University on the educational issue. Thank you for listening.